Hi, and welcome to Full Metal Pod. I'm Jason. And I'm Jimmy. So, Jimmy, how has your week been overall? Um, well, my week... I don't know if I told the listeners, but my front windshield was broken. I don't remember if I told you guys this or not. We got hail in, and I just got my front windshield replaced. Well, that's good. I... I've never had my front, no, I had my front windshield cracked one time and had to replace it. And then I had my back windshield just completely smashed and had to replace it. So I kind of know how that feels. Yeah, my car is full of little divots and my taillight was broken too. And I, I changed my taillight myself. Like I ordered a replacement from Amazon and then went in and unscrewed it. I really like, uh. I like being able to fix things myself on my car. It makes me uh, feel more capable in life. You know, like when you change a tire and you're like, I did that. It makes me feel like I can do things. Yeah, I agree 100%. Anytime I can do a minor task or not even a minor task, like a main, well, yeah, a minor task, but then also even a major task, I start to feel really good about myself. I'm like, yeah, I pulled that off. Yeah, I, I don't like if I need to fix like a problem with the toilet and I can like go into the like the back part of the, I don't know what it's called, whatever the back part is with like the plunger and things like that. If I can fix things around the house, I feel like I'm adult. Like it's like, yes, I've learned things in life and I'm capable and I, I won't just like die, die in this house, not being able to do anything. I don't know what, but I did, I felt like an adult even more than I am. Yay. Every little win counts. I'd be, I'd just moving into my place, I'm like installing shelves and stuff, but then when it comes to important things, I like I, re- I hire somebody to do it because I'm just like, this is my first house. I don't want to break it. I'm like, I want to get, uh, I'll let somebody else work on it. And like little things that I'm pretty confident I can figure out, I'll do. But like replacing floorboards or whatever, I'm like, nah, I'll leave that to a professional. Yeah, I... I used to change my own oil in my car, and I just stopped doing that because I always figure, like, the time that it takes for me to change the oil, it's all a process that I could just go to, uh, like, the dealership or wherever to get my oil changed, and they have the proper equipment for it. I'm, like, jacking my car up and trying to slide under there and drain the oil, and I'm like, man, I could have watched Mortal Kombat in this time. Yes. Same thing. Like I it's like granted when I had my older car, like years ago when I was in college and used like standard oil, not the synthetic or super what oil or whatever. Like, you know, it only I think I saved maybe ten bucks in doing the oil myself versus going to like Jiffy Lube or whatever. But it was still like felt like an accomplishment, I guess. Yeah. I just like knowing the fact that I if need be, if like the world, something happens in the world and all oil changing places disappear, I know I can do it if I have to. So I, I'm prepared in that sense. Yeah, same here. Well, it's been like a year since I've had to change one, but I'm pretty confident I could figure it out if I needed to in a, in a pinch. And if not, like I've learned so many things from YouTube. If you're wanting to know how to do anything, just search it on YouTube and someone's done it and made a tutorial video about it. 
Absolutely. You can find anything you need to find on YouTube. Just about. Like, uh, I I guess our listeners may or may not know this about me, but I'm a big uh, Power Rangers fan. But not just Power Rangers. I love Megazords. I like robots that kind of morph into other things. So a while back, I uh, purchased a uh, original Megazord from like the 90s. And I was trying to figure out how to put it together because it didn't come with instructions. And I YouTubed it. And someone made a tutorial video about how to put this together. And I was very grateful. So it's all out there. Everything you want is on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Even like obscure. So I, I, I do a lot of like weird, not weird, like actual like programming and random stuff like that. And then the, the amount of things you could just find on YouTube to help you is amazing. Just some guy showing his screen talking about stuff. Yeah. And if it's not on YouTube, it's probably like in some blog. I, I bet, at least for me, I don't know, maybe for you, but I learned how to tie a tie from the internet. I had to go to a homecoming dance in high school, and I did not know how to tie my tie. And I just, I learned it on the internet and it was the jankiest tying of a tie, but you know, for a high school sophomore, it it passed. I learned, I'm trying to remember, how did I learn to tie a tie? If I, if memory serves properly, I'm trying to think. Yeah. So if memory serves properly, what happened was I, I went to like a thing uh, where, where we had to wear a tie. And so I just made my best effort to tie it and I showed up and then like somebody was just like, you know, the heck are you, what, what are you doing? And then they just like took it off of me and tied it and showed me how to properly do it. Before, yeah, before then, yeah, I used to have people tie my ties all the time. And when they would tie it for me. Uh, I would do that thing where I loosened it and just took it off and I would hang it like in my room already tied. So all I had to do is put mm-hmm. it around me again. But eventually I would like untie them or I'd be somewhere where I just wanted to untie my tie. And yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't worn tie in a long time now that I'm thinking about it. Uh Def- I mean, definitely not during the pandemic for me because I've never, I haven't had a reason to wear a tie during the pandemic. Um, before eh, it was probably about six months before things shut shut down. Was no, uh, it's like two or three months before things shut down. So I think I went to a holiday party in 2019 and wore a tie. Man, I think the last time I wore a tie was as a cosplay. I was cosplaying the butler from. And I think I wore a tie because he dresses in kind of a suit. That's an oddly specific uh, choice, but okay. If you haven't watched Clue, watch Clue. It's it's a great movie. A lot of old comedians in there. Yeah, it's just like I'm wondering how many people like stopped you and were like, "You're the butler from Clue." Or if they thought you were like Jeeves or Mask Jeeves or something. Oh my gosh. Okay, that's what I'm doing next next con. I'm going to be Ask Jeeves. Jeeves or Ask Jeeves. 
Man, I used to exclusively use Ask, Ask Jeeves when like I first got the internet because I didn't want to be like everyone else. I don't even remember what I used. That's how long ago it was. Like I, th- I think since high school, I used Google for the most part. Um, every once in a while, like doing DuckDuckGo or something. But, um, but like before then, I don't even like. I might have used Yahoo in maybe Excite or something like that. Or there was one that had a dog. Uh, it's the mascot. I'm I'm drawing a blank on it. Maybe that was like Scythe or Lycos or something like that. I don't even remember. But it's like all of them just don't exist anymore. Yeah, I was an exclusive Ask. I think it was called like Ask.com or something like that. But I was only like asking, asking Jesus. You didn't even have to put it in a form of a question. Or no, I think the search bar, like it was like, in a form of a question above the search bar and you would type it in the search bar and then he would find it for you. Yeah. Yeah, so it started as Ask Jeeves and then it just simplified to ask.com. And if I'm not mistaken, it still exists. I think ask.com is still something with just not much of anything. Yeah, so if I go there, it's still, it's like a portal site, but it doesn't, I mean, it, it, it's reminiscent of, like, if I went to Yahoo or MSN right now. Like, it's just not, like, that's, I don't know. Uh, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if, like, it was powered by Google or being under the hood or something like that. Man, now thinking about that, do you remember, like, all those band websites and they'd be, like, GeoCities or Angel Fire, like, the websites? Yes. Oh, man. Uh, th- that was the days. Those are the days. I agree. I miss a lot of those things. Just everybody. I think I only think they canceled it recently, too. Like, I think Yahoo had GeoCities running until like two or three years ago or something crazy like that. Oh, man. I hope they had a funeral for like the last GeoCities. Just like a little burial for and goodbye. I mean, now that now that they're all deleted and stuff. I it's probably nowhere, but I'm, I like to think that for the longest time, like my old GeoCity site was just uh, was just sitting out there somewhere. Oh man, that and then that, what else was it? like Live Journal, and then was it Zanga? Like I had a Zanga. Gosh, mm-hmm. all those things, man. Talk about a place to be super emo. That's where I was like journal my like thoughts and just angsty teenageness yeah i don't think I, I think i looked at other people's live journals i never actually read them oh uh, you were like i'm not this is i'm not getting into this mess that's good just stay away from it i like you're viewing the animals from the zoo you don't want to be in them the cages with them yeah um, but yeah, I, I guess we can get into the actual podcast today. Yeah, last episode. Yep, not of the podcast, of the uh, of the show. We'll have one more episode next week, so be sure to tune into that. But let's jump and talk about the last episode of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. One episode, and it's pretty much just capping things off, so... Not too much to say, but I there are a few little things that I noticed. So let's uh, let's just jump right into it. 
So the last episode is called Journey's End. It's essentially just an epilogue, so it's kind of telling us what everybody's up to now that time has passed, and it kind of jumps through time a little bit. But you'll 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 follow along. Like it takes place right after the battle, then two months later, two years later, so on and so forth. But anyway, <clears throat> we start in a military hospital. The doctor Knox arrives to the front and asks the nurse to see Roy Mustang. Nurse asked, you know, what's his relation to uh, Mustang? And he said, hey, I'm just an old friend. Uh, So he goes to see Mustang. Maria Ross is guarding her room. And she notices that Dr. Knox has a friend with him. Knox asks how Mustang is. And Knox kind of assumes that Mustang will be kind of bummed out over having lost his sight and stuff. But just the opposite, Mustang is full of energy and his crew are kind of quizzing him about Ishvalan culture, economy, all that kind of stuff to make sure that he has all that information proper, like, you know, how Ishvalan's dual crop wheat and cotton and stuff like that. Knox is a little shocked to see Mustang, you know, just doing his thing. Mustang recognizes Knox's voice. They talk a bit. So Mustang is trying to learn more about Ishvalan culture so he could gain their trust. He wants to set things right before becoming the Fuhrer. He acknowledges that his blindness is essentially a punishment for having uh, visions for the future, having ambitious visions for the future, I should say. Uh, And while he's not really thrilled about being blind, he's not going to let it stop him from making Amestris a better place. Uh, Mustang acknowledges also that the Ishvalan civil war of extermination was, I mean, putting it lightly, a huge error. And he plans to end military occupation in Ishval and then return the Holy Land back to the Ishvalans. Uh, You know, he acknowledges that this won't remove their sins, but at least they can try to make things right. Uh, We learned that Knox brought Marco with him. Marco has a Philosopher's Stone. He believes that he can use it to restore Mustang's sight. Marco says that he used Ishvalan lives to make the stones, and now he wants to use the stone to heal Mustang so that he can restore Ishval to its former greatness. Mustang accepts, but he wants to use the stone on someone else first, and if there's any left over, he will use it on himself. And it turns out that that someone else is Havoc, who, as you remember was paralyzed in the fight against lust. We see Scar recovering in like a private room. Like it's not even a hospital. If I had to guess, I I think it's implied that it's in the uh, Armstrong Manor. Uh, He is joined by Olivier and Miles. Scar questions why she saved him, and she says that initially she was just interested in his elk history. However, Mustang has recently approached Miles about helping him develop Ishvalan policies in this new regime. Now, Miles wants to bring Scar along to help him rebuild Ishval and rebuild Ishval's uh, culture and the land and the language and all that. Scar accepts and says he will follow wherever they see fit. Olivier jokes about how Mustang will react to see that Scar is still alive. Then Olivier asks for Scar's real name. Scar says that he's died twice, and so he doesn't need a name. You can just call him anything. We now go to Risenbull. 
Alphonse and Ed are making their way to Winry's. Al's body has atrophied naturally from being in the gate for as long as it was, so he's using a walking stick to get by. Uh, it has taken him a while, so he asks Ed to go on, but Ed refuses. They left together. They will return together. Alphonse wonders what Ling and the others are up to. It's been two months since they left, and they should all be back in Xing by now. Alphonse worries how May is, and Ed assures him that she's in good hands. So we flash back to like right at the end of the battle uh, from the uh, earlier, uh, from the previous episode. Ling and Lan Thon approach May. Ling somewhat mocks her for not getting the Philosopher's Stone, and he shows her that he has one, so he will naturally be the next Emperor of Xing. May starts to cry, but then Ling says that the Yao clan will protect her clan at all costs. After all, he accepted a homunculus as a friend, so he could accept all the families in Xing. May starts to cry and says that trying to protect everyone is too greedy. Ling jokes that it must have run, rubbed off on him. Uh, they then return back to Xing to bury Fu. So now we go back where the brothers are. They're walking, and Al remembers that they made a lot of friends. Ed teases Al about having a thing for May. And Al kind of does the same thing for about Winry. They arrive at the house and the dog sees them and starts barking out of excitement. The barking wakes up Winry, who decides to go look into it. She hears Al's voice and realizes that something has happened. Winry slowly approaches the door and opens it to see Alphonse in his body and Ed with his arms. She begins to tear up, run up to them and tackle them and welcomes them home. Two years have passed, and Ed is doing repairs on the roof, and he hits his thumb with a hammer. He decides to try to use alchemy to repair the roof, but naturally he's unable to. Alphonse has shown up, and Ed says Winry is working him like a slave. But, you know, apparently she's made apple pie and tea, so, you know, he kind of relents from his complaining. Ed and Al kind of take a look over the from the rooftop over the countryside, and They've both been thinking of something, and they think that, hey, we've been thinking about the same thing. General Grumman is meeting with Mrs. Bradley. Looks like Grumman is now the acting Fuhrer. A small boy appears. It's Salim, and he has a little mark on his head, similar to kind of like where the eyes of the mannequins were. Uh, but he's acting pretty much like a little boy. He's found this injured bird and he's trying to save it and whatnot. It's clear that whatever evil from pride that was in him is now gone. Uh, everyone was against her raising him, but she wanted to do it. Grumman warns her that they will watch him a little bit longer and if he develops any odd behaviors, they will have to deal with it. And she assures them that that won't happen, that she won't let that happen. Grumman wonders if it is truly possible for homunculi and humans to live together, but then he kind of laughs it off in an optimistic way. Al is meeting the Hughes family. He talks about how Ed is, you know, stuck with the metal leg, but he's not really upset about it. It, you know, he makes Winry feel better knowing that he has it. <clears throat> Alphonse says that he and Ed have been treated so well by everybody else then now it's their time to return the happiness or repay the happiness to everyone else. She asks if it's like equivalent exchange, 
And Al says no, because in equivalent exchange, you know, you give 10 to get 10. But what he wants to try, and Ed wants to try, is they get 10, but they give 11. So they give a little bit extra of themselves. And that's kind of going to be their philosophy moving forward. Alphonse then kind of casually mentions that he and his brother are still haunted by the death of Nina Tucker. Al later meets up with Zampano and Gerso at a restaurant and orders milk, interestingly enough. It looks like Al will be traveling with them to Xing to learn Alka history from May. From there, he will travel even further east and learn all he can about different cultures and whatnot. Uh, because Zampano and Gerso want to find a way to get their body back, and they were encouraged by Alphonse, you know, back of like 15 episodes ago or so, to try to find their bodies, they're going to continue to travel with him. Ed isn't going with them, of course. Al is going east, and Ed is going west. They figure that they will learn a lot doing that, and hopefully, with their combined knowledge, they could find a way to ensure that nothing like what happened to Nina happens to anyone again. Ed is at the train station with Winry. Winry is lecturing Ed about taking care of his auto mail. Ed's train comes up, and as he boards, he turns around and tells Winry that he will give half of his life to receive half of her life. That's equivalent exchange. Winry asks why he treats everything like alchemy. It's nonsense. Why doesn't she just give him her whole life? Winry then gets shocked and starts thinking about percentages, kind of joking like, well, okay, maybe not my whole life, like maybe 90% or, or, or you know, 80% or 85. 85 seems pretty normal. Uh, so then they just kind of have a laugh with each other. And Ed holds Winry and wishes her goodbye, boards the train. With Ed on the train, he kind of has a final thought, if you will. He says that there is no such thing as a painless lesson. You essentially have to lose something to gain something. However, if you overcome it all, you'll have a heart capable of overcoming anything. Uh, a heart made of full metal, which is the last phrase in the series. However, during the end credits, we get to learn a little bit more about what has happened over the years since Ed has made that phrase. We see a little pin board, uh, but on there, there's a bunch of new pictures. We learn from it that Hohenheim was buried next to Trisha. Scar is now working with Miles. The dog, Black Hayate, has had puppies. Ling is now Emperor of Xing. Yoki is traveling with Darius and Heinkel. Mustang has his vision back. He grew a mustache, and presumably he's Fuhrer now. Azumi's doing well with Sieg. Uh, Madam Christmas set up shop again, and we see Havoc in the photo, and he's standing up, walking. Uh, then we see a photo of two children, maybe toddlers, and it pans out, and it's Winry and Ed's kids. Uh, they're married. You even see a ring on Ed's finger. And in the photo, we also see Garfield and Panina, which tells me they likely moved to Rush Valley. Another interesting point is we see Alphonse and an older Mei Chang, so it is strongly implied that they are together now. And the entire series ends with a photo of Al boarding the train. And that is Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. So, Jimmy, it's been a journey. And we're on journey's end. What were some of your thoughts? So, I usually get weary on 
shows that have like just like a really great ending. Like last week, I felt like if they would have stopped right there and just been like at the end where Hohenheim passes away in front of uh, his wife's grave, and it would just be like Full Metal Alchemist, I would have been like, that's perfect. I feel like that was a perfect ending. So I get weary about shows that do one more episode more kind of summing everything up but this was so good that i don't mind because i loved all of this because in like not a forceful way it catches us up with everyone that we met on this journey like Knox came back the hughes's family is in there um havoc's there who else is who else uh grumman we get a, a call out yeah. to milk milk came back i forgot how much i missed milk mm-hmm. until al ordered milk and i was like milk is back i'm so happy i wish ed was there but you know what it's fine yeah it, uh, it's just going to show that he is oh, what's the word i'm looking for it goes to show that at least Alphonse is drinking his milk because we know Ed doesn't drink it. So Ed definitely wouldn't order milk, though. That would have been a funny scene, too, because then it would have shown like how Ed has matured or changed or whatever. But yeah, there were there were a few subtle things in that episode that if you didn't weren't paying attention, you'd miss. But I noted them. So like what one that really stood out to me is when Winry is returning or when she's going to the door to see the brothers there's a point where it like pans on to her profile and we see her ears and you notice that there are holes in her ears but no earrings and i was like oh that's interesting then i remembered oh that's because back when they were in that um back when they were in that that old mining town and whatnot she gave her earrings to ed so that's why she's not wearing them because ed still has them Yes, I noticed that too, and it's like the details in this anime. Just everything is spot on. Nothing is really taken for granted. Yes, and I was hoping that we would get this. There was mention of the apple pie. I wanted to see Al eat the apple pie. I did not get that. I'm a little upset about that, but, you know, I feel like Winry's always making apple pie, and maybe... I mean, he's eating it, so I'm I'm glad he's eating it. I just wish I could have viewed it. Yeah, same here, because they keep talking about, like, how that's the first thing he wants to do is try Winry's apple pie, and yet we never actually see it happen. It's like, oh, no payoff on that one. And I was so excited, because when they first go to the house and you see Winry, uh, I think she's sitting at the table, or she's she's in the kitchen, I believe, and there's apples sitting there, and she's near the oven. I'm like, Apple pie time, and no apple pie, but mm-hmm. reuniting, it was so great, and I was worried for Al, because his body is a little, still frail, and she kind of just jumped on him, but what a great moment. Everything, everything's coming up, like, perfectly, and do, do you think Mustang made the right decision, using the stone? I think so. I mean, while while I think that, yeah, they're, 
I mean, I guess there's multiple ways to think of it. One, there's no way to return those souls back to a body. Like, the stone has been created. That's that. Like, there's there's no... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess there's no... Like, there's just... I guess, yeah, they're, 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 if he didn't use the stone, it's not like their souls would go back to a body or whatnot. They would still be stuck in the in the stone. So it's like, okay, well, at least, you know, I'm going to use the stone to repair my eyes so that I can do great things for the Ishvalans. And I think that's kind of what they were implying was going to happen or how they were approaching it. I did think, though, Mustang was doing really well without his vision. Like, he was not letting that slow him down at all. True. But I, I think it would definitely be an asset for him to have it. And then, what it was, Havoc. I love how we kind of get the callback to Havoc. We didn't get like much of him. But it's great that Mustang doesn't forget about anyone. Yeah, because he even said like he wanted if there was any left over, he'll use the stone. So clearly he wanted Havoc to have it. Yeah, and I, So like he he's still thinking about others first. I love that. Like it's just this episode's so perfect. Like Ling um, and Ling reuniting Xing together, like, he's like, there's room for everyone in my family. Yeah, because we learn earlier in the series that the Chang clan is, like, the weakest one, and if they, if they go another cycle without having an emperor uh, from their clan on the throne, then their clan will probably die off. And so it definitely sounds like Xing... Up to this point, it was kind of every clan for itself, more or less. And now that he has taken over, he is going to treat them all as like one clan. I Yeah, it's just like everything feels so perfect except Mrs. Bradley raising Salim. I do not approve. I'm with Grumman like... I have suspicions. This kid is, he's too nice now. I don't know. I i have my suspicions. I don't know. What do you think? Um. Yeah, I'm still not sure what to think. So presumably the alchemy that Ed did destroyed the Philosopher's Stone. So destroyed Salim, but left the body. And I guess it just grew up to be another child or whatever so okay whatever that that makes sense but yeah it's just it's still kind of weird because it's like it is like is is there still like some of the evil lingering in him and it'll pop up any minute kind of thing yeah i just if i didn't know anything about him i would be like normal child with some weird mark on his head but since we know how Salim really in the anime was a, a two-faced kind of character. He had this innocent facade that he lived, and then when you see the other side of Pride, it was just so vicious. It's like, is he acting again? I have my doubts, but I mean, I feel like she needs this. So, okay. Yeah, because when you think about it, her entire life kind of turned upside down at that point because, you know, she lost both her husband and Salim. Though, 
I don't know. I, so it seems like she knows that Salim is a homunculus, or at the very least, he's not human. Because, one, I mean, Ed brought back this little weird fetus thing to her, and it grew into a boy. So clearly, that's just not natural. And then I'm sure by her statement of everybody saying that she shouldn't raise him, like clearly people have warned, hey, that's a homunculus, it's evil, don't do it or whatever. I'm wondering if anybody revealed that about her, about uh, Wrath though, if anybody told her that her husband was a homunculus, it was kind of implied that she was in the dark, but I wonder if anybody let her know after a while. And like, didn't they say last episode, like, Fear Bradley and his son were killed in this attack. I guess you retract that. Yeah. But I, uh, I don't know. I just, you know what? If it makes her happy and Salim is not a Damien evil child, then you know what? It's all good in my book. Let's just like Grumman's got it under control. I believe Grumman is very strange too. Um, I don't... Grumman, you, you watch over that kid. That's all I'm saying. Yep. And then it was very brief, but we saw that Scar, you know, he's joining and he's leaving behind a Scar persona to focus on rebuilding Ishval. I did wish he would have just, like, been like, this is who I was before the war. You know, kind of being like, the war changed me, but now that everything is over i've discovered like i can truly be who i am instead of he was just like i don't care what you call me just call me anything yeah i mean i guess i see the point but i think i see where he was coming from too like i think his thoughts were like at this point in time i don't know i guess so the way he's thinking it or at least the way i think he's thinking it is that he had a, a persona and a way of thinking before he became Scar. He hated alchemy. He he didn't really care for Amestrians. And he was very zealous and stuck into his ways. Then his family dies. He loses his arm. He gets the alchemy arm or the alchemy arm, whatever you want to call it. And now he becomes Scar because he believes that he is now doing God's justice in killing everybody who uh was involved in the war in Ishval. And then now I think he's gone through another change where he has let go of the anger of Scar, but that he's also become more open than he was prior to being Scar. I like that he's working now. They're working together. Everyone seems to have a common goal. It's a kind of reunification of everything. So I'm really glad to see all that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because the whole country, I mean, from day one was founded by Father for the sole purpose of creating that Philosopher's Stone. So it only existed to create war and trauma and stuff. And we've seen him destroy like Lior and Ishval and all the other places. And then, of course... Granted, it was uh, it weren't wasn't Amestrians, but it was still people they killed the Drachmans from uh, north uh, on, on the near Briggs. But yeah, uh, you know they they have all this bloodshed and all of this tragedy that they've done to people and whatnot. Now they're just like, 
those days are over. Father's been destroyed. Senior staff's been cleaned out. Uh, Wrath is gone. So now we can fix things and make things better. Yeah, and uh, like this is kind of where I'm like, I wish we could, we got a sequel. Because I would have loved to see Al and Ed's journeys. Uh, especially Al, because I feel like we got a lot of Ed this anime, and we got a lot of Ed's perspective and stuff. It, it'd be great to see like how Al handles himself alone. And he's not alone alone. He's got his, his two uh, Chimera, the Chimera gang with him. So I would have loved to see that them go through the East. Yeah, I mean, I think it's been all, nearly 10 years since it they finished the publication in the anime. So, you know, maybe it's maybe it's due time for them to create a follow-up. I don't know if it'd be as interesting because Ed's not an alchemist anymore, but Al technically still is. So who knows? It might still be interesting, but it would definitely be fun to see like what, what they did between the very ending where we saw the... Like, definitely years have passed because at least one of those kids is three out of four. And so, you know, there there has to have at least been seven years or something that has passed since the since Ed boarded the train and then when we see that pin board. So I'd like to see what, what happened during that time. Yeah, I do think it would be a really interesting. Uh, maybe a manga. I don't know. But I would love to see kind of what happened in that time, but... Maybe it's too... I guess we can always imagine, and I'm sure someone's written a fanfic. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm hoping somebody picks it up because it is one of the best anime. I don't necessarily want anybody to remake it because I don't necessarily like remakes. I liked it to end the way it was, but I wouldn't mind, like, just, you know, 10 episodes or, like, an extra season or something where you just say what they were up to. Yeah, I... Oh, man. Yeah, it was... What a great journey, though. I, I feel like this episode really, like, I don't know. It didn't pull up my heartstrings, but I was satisfied. I think is that that's as much as I can ask for from this long journey. It's just to feel like, yes, I'm talking like I would like more, but I'm really happy. You know, of course, we're not going to get anything else, but I'm really happy with what we got. And, you know this is it and i i feel like this is very a complete story very complete yeah i agree the perfect story and great rewatch value so you can always watch it again oh yeah and things will still feel fresh to you things feel fresh to me and i've seen it a few times i always feel like i'm forgetting something but i I, I'm always forgetting something because I haven't watched it in a long time. But this is really great. I yeah, I apple pie. Now I want apple pie. Maybe that's what I'm gonna get after we finish recording. I can't even think about the last time I had apple pie, but that is a nice thought. I think that's a nice note to end things on, unless you have something else. No, I feel like this. Uh, we laid it all out. We gave it. Yay, I agree. Well, next week we will have our final episode of the actual podcast. We will talk a little bit about some of the themes, some of the things we like about Full Metal Alchemist. Um, and then we'll probably talk a little bit about what we plan on doing next. Um, 
So yeah, looking forward to seeing you guys next week. Until then, I'm Jason. I'm Jimmy. Bye. Bye.